From the Cherokee Archives In the beginning, all animals were above in Galunlati, the spirit world, beyond the arch. It was very crowded, and the animals needed more space to wander, so they dispatched a water beetle who went to the water-filled earth to see if anything could be found. He darted all across the earth, but he couldn't find anywhere to rest, so he dove to the bottom of the sea and began to bring up the mud. This mud grew trees and forests and spread until it became what we now know as earth. The mud was still very wet, but the animals were getting anxious, so they sent out Great Buzzard. When he reached Cherokee country, he was exhausted. His wings flapped and struck the ground, and wherever they struck the earth, there was a valley, and where they turned up again, there was a mountain. Cherokee country remains full of mountains to this day. The animals finally came down when the earth was dry, and they created the sun and everything else in the world. This is Natural and Wild with Christine Grayson. I'm an Appalachian artist living in the woods and a muse for anybody out there who feels stuck or just wants new things to think about. Today I'm getting weird, so let's get in there and let's get weird. The boundaries of your body are only there for your psychological comfort. The elements do not respect your boundaries. They move in and out of there regardless. But you can master the way this manifests, the way it all behaves, and what you can do with it. These elements can be used to make what we want to happen, happen. There's a special mystery, an art to it all. And it's so vast that there's no way to cover it in a podcast. So I'll let this just be an introduction to the idea, to the mysteries of the elements, and how they can be used to heal, to bring things to you, and to banish things away from you, and to change your life. So what I'm about to talk about today is kind of why I've been accused before of being a little witchy. (laughs) I guess it is kind of witchy, but I don't normally think of it that way. The word witch to me, all those labels and to-dos with belief systems and words like magic, I feel like it's all been sort of a tactic to dominate and discredit or even belittle people who have been intuitively connected to the earth for so long as a way to keep power in patriarchal societies. You demonize people's traditions and the ways of life they have in order to force new ones in a quick amount of time. It's mainly about politics and power. I don't, nor have I ever really, subscribed to any belief system. None. But a lot of what you'll hear me say sometimes sounds familiar because I do listen. I do take guidance from some of those belief systems although I don't follow any of them on the nail or anything. A lot of things sound like Jainism or Hinduism, sometimes a little bit of Buddhist thrown in there for flavor. (laughs) I don't have an aversion to anybody's religion or belief system. I don't care what somebody else is practicing. What I do care about is that we all have this around us, all this stuff that we could be using 
We have the capacity for intricate, complex thought. We have the power to do so much more, and yet I see so many sad people around me, so many people locked into misery, and mostly out of a self-inflicted boundaries. And I like talking about this stuff because it does generate thought. It generates new ideas. And so I'm not tethered to any religion myself because my experiences and my personal epiphanies in this life have gone so far beyond any of these that I just can't commit to any of them. I can't commit. They're still systems, and systems are usually pretty rigid. I have never been that rigid. Human beings can think and they can plan and organize all they want to but there's still always this little thing called change and the need for liberation and the need for expansion. So elementals, fire, water, earth, air, space, there are mysteries inside these simple little things that can be transformed and made to work for us to reach our potential and obtain things that we want. Our minds and our spirits and bodies, when combined, are very powerful vessels. We can do things that are unbelievable, and we're allowed to do things that are unbelievable. You're not going to get burned at stake anymore. These things are here for you to use, for you to experience. Life is to be lived the way you choose to live it. You have choice. You can go for freedom, liberation, boundlessness. And that's initially what everybody wants, to be free, to move to a place bigger than boundaries. This might be a part one, seriously, this time, <laughs> because it encompasses so much. There is so much to extracting the power and the mysteries from the elementals of this planet. And at the same time, it's really so simple. But we have to use a lot of human words to explain something so simple sometimes. I'm going to kick it off with health, physical health specifically, because in order for all these things, spirit, mind, and body to come together and work cooperatively to get you what you want someday, our solid bodies need to be in somewhat good shape. Of course, because cells of the brain are fed by good fats. And if those cells are depleted of that, they'll die. They'll make the body toxic. And then we lose our ability to think like we could be thinking, which leads to stagnation in everything else. Hormones get displaced and depleted. Chemical systems don't work properly. So we get healthy first in our bodies. A very specific example of what can happen when we deplete our brains of proper fats is anorexia. Anorexia is a really hard thing to heal from because the brain has been depleted. It's no longer able to think effectively and rationally because all its cells are dying. And this is why it's so hard to treat somebody with anorexia. They need for somebody else to come in and take control of the situation because they've become too weakened and debilitated to make decisions for themselves. 
60% of the brain organ alone is made out of fat. You need fat. The body is really amazing. It can work effectively when it's not really 100%. As long as we're functioning in all at around 40 or 50%, we can still do pr pretty good things. We still can have a decent life. But imagine what you could do if you could amp that up to a higher rate. I, for example, suffer chronic pain and I'm missing an entire part of my skeletal system in my hip area. I was born deficient in this, but the rest of me is incredibly healthy. And my body handles this, it deals with it, and it finds ways to compensate and I function at a high rate despite my disability. I've taught and trained my body to function the way I want it to. And if we listen to everybody else tell us, hey, since you have chronic pain or this disability or that one, you shouldn't be doing this or that, we'll start to focus on the fact that we're limited and we won't try and push those limits. Now that, that's kind of dangerous territory to get into or subject matter, so I'll stop there. But I just wanted to use an example. The bottom line is that your body is incredibly adaptable and you can do a lot with what you've got, spiritually and mindfully, especially if you start feeding it with the right fuel. We're basically walking sacks of chemicals and we've got to remember that and feed it the right chemicals. One of the first steps to getting this all going and getting ourselves to a point where we can expand further and use those elements to manifest what we want. To get our spirit working with our body, working with our mentality, is learning one word and how to use it the right way. And that word is attentiveness. Just pay more attention. This society has gotten to a place where a lot of people have forgotten how to play, pay attention. We can blindly do things without paying attention to the, the subtleties of those things, like breathing, like the way we're drinking water. We make compulsive decisions. We've got so much sensory stimulation coming in at such a high rate that it's blinding and it's distracting us from those very powerful subtleties. Going back to our chemicals, I'm gonna start with hydrogen. Now there's six basic ingredients that create all life. Six, six little things. Carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, phosphorus, and uh, sulfur. But these things have to maintain a certain balance in our bodies or we get sick, very sick. If that balance is off, we're off. Let's look at the element water. Water is made of oxygen and hydrogen. Hydrogen is flammable, but you can't burn pure water. There's a balance there. Fire is fed by oxygen. Our hydrogen is flammable, but you can't burn water. There's a special, very intimate balance of hydrogen and oxygen there that makes water this perfect, life-giving entity that doesn't burn away. Now introduce too much hydrogen to that perfect mix and it will start to eat away the oxygen and produce a gas, which eventually creates radiation. How does that affect people? Well, 
<laughs> We're basically mostly made of water, right? We can easily introduce too much hydrogen to our bodies in the form of hydrogenated foods or oils, which will eat up all the oxygen from our bloodstream and leave deposits of hydrogen floating around in non-soluble oil in our bodies. These blobs will be floating around, which will slowly begin to produce a gas in the system that has the same side effects of too much radiation which causes nausea, dizziness, headaches. It suppresses your senses until you eventually feel less and less and you get distracted easily. You become more docile, more complacent. It leads to a dissociation from what's around you. Simply introducing too much hydrogen to your system. Eating too many trans fats, boom, you're toxic. It does so much damage. And this is one, one thing, one imbalance. Think of all the atoms and the chemicals and the compounds in your body, all the elements and the chemicals on the outside of your body, moving in and out of you all the time. Air, something simple that we don't even think about either. We don't pay attention. Just the simple act of breathing what are you breathing? How are you handling your breath? Is the environment around you creating anxious breath or passive breath? Where are you located? What's inside your home? Everything, everything is moving in and out of you all the time. Water, air, fire, and earth. So fire, heat energy, carbon, high temperatures, moving in and out of you, taking in cool air, body transforming it into hot air, creating carbon dioxide when we breathe out. Just pay attention to these things for one day. What are we doing with all that heat? Are we letting it sit inside us? Are we building up too much carbon dioxide? Are we transforming it into usable energy? Earth. We're allowed to take and take and take from the earth as much as we want to. We eat as much as we can carry around. Does it stay there? Does what we choose to put in our bodies digest fast enough to keep us going, keep us moving? Chemicals. Learn to pay attention to your chemicals. They're the fuel that you live and breathe and literally think with. Now, now that we've explored how important these very basic ingredients of our own existences are, can you start to see how you might be able to start manipulating this in order to heal your own body? But you can go so much further still. There is so much more to the existence of a living thing, a tree, human, animal that we will never ever be able to fully explain away. And it keeps evolving and it keeps expanding as the universe, this universe and other universes keep expanding forever. And it's just too big to wrap our heads around. But we know we have this incredible extension of the physical body. Our energy moves outward and in essence is its own entity our spiritualness 
attached and detached at the same time. It's all ridiculously complex and ever-changing. So for the sake of simplicity, we like to say mind, spirit, and body makes it easier. And we can feed all of these things, especially if we can learn to master the elements first. Let's begin with earth. We can take all the earth we want. We can eat up as much as we want. As much as you can carry around, you can have. Some of us carry around a whole lot. <laughs> but we can also learn how to transform this earth into something invisible called energy. And as soon as it's transformed into energy, you become a little lighter, a little more energetic, a little more lifted. You're moving. We all want to move. Well, I mean, painlessly, we all want to move. <laughs> we have an inner need, a desire to move spiritually, mindfully, physically. What usually makes a person not want to move is pain or depression or anything that comes from the toxicity or the stagnancy of the body. And so in order to turn that earth into energy and get it to pass from the body and do something constructive, something that's going to benefit us, we've got to burn it. We've got to get it to move. we got to heat it up. Energy is movement, burning, fire, temperature. And that's your element you want to work with. The moving one. The burning one. The one that can be used to make this solid one. Earth. Get up and move. This is where I get weird. <laughs> and go back to our minds can do powerful things and all that jazz. People call it miracles. There have been times when human beings have done superhuman things with their minds. And the ability to focus, and some people call it prayer, it's real. I use this particular example to maintain my body weight. The element of fire. I will actually study a flame, take it from outside my body, and internalize it so that the essence of that fire becomes something inside of me, a spiritual energy inside my body, working overtime to help me burn away fat by guiding my choices and helping me feel out and listen to what my body needs. And here's how I do it. I told you this was going to get weird and witchy, but that's where we're at now. Light a candle. Look at it. Study it. We all know how fire works. It eats up carbon and it burns away anything in its path that's burnable. I want to use this in a spiritual way instead of a, a purely physical one. So I'll watch this flame. I'll watch it melt away the wax, slow and controlled, unless I want a faster and more extreme response. And in that case, I'll use a bonfire. A bonfire is much more volatile and faster burning. But I'll watch this flame, this fire, and I'll take it into myself. This hot temperature, its speed, its movement, its warmth and its feeling, its destruction. And I'll let my mind imagine this fire making its way into my heart area, warming me up, making it hot, moving down to my stomach, my digestive system, and burning there, hot, 
dry, burning, raging, getting rid of everything. And you can actually start to physically feel this fire burning inside of you. The mind is so beautiful. So let it burn. Let it eat up everything inside your digestion. Feel it. When you breathe, you feel heat. When you look away from the flame, you keep it with you. It stays. And you take this essence of fire, this energy that you're building up in your system, the heat, and you'll start to feel movement in your body. Let it move you. Let it take over. Start paying attention to everything you eat before you eat it. Compare it to that burning fire and don't eat it until it's got similarities to that fire and the temperature you're trying to sustain in your body. Water, for instance, don't drink it cold. Let it warm up to room temperature first. It will move through your system easier that way and you won't spend so much body energy heating it up once it enters your body. The idea here is to create a path of least resistance for your food, for your fuel. Eat things that are going to burn up quick and easy. No trans fats. Because remember, that hydrogenated stuff is going to just float around in your body forever and never go away. That processed stuff is just empty space doing nothing but creating more for your body to use up all its precious energy to fix. You want whatever you put in there to immediately go away. You want to transform that earth that you're taking in into fire energy. And this is going to psych you up. It's going to give you movement, heat, everything that you need to transform your food into energy fast and come to a place of balance within your body instead of holding on to that fat and extra weight instead of holding on to that earth burn it up and dry it out that doesn't mean don't drink water by the way you need the water just do it right keep some water at room temperature makes it easier and quicker for your body to use and I'll be talking about water at a later date but first fire and earth in this example, I'm using fire as a tool to balance the earth that is essentially my body. This earth that can be a, a big temptation sometimes because it's part of what I am. It makes me and I want more of it. But balance. <laughs> fire and burning down and overproduction of solids helps maintain a balance. We work just like the planet does, just like the universe does. It's just as easy to pollute our own bodies as it is to throw a bunch of trash out the window of a car, black smoke pouring out the tailpipe. Burning away stagnation is important. Detoxification is important. Because once we get our bodies working at a more efficient rate, we can get those minds working at a more efficient rate, which opens us up to the, the possibilities of spirituality and strategically manipulating and using the mysteries of the elements of the planet and all its secrets. And then we can manifest anything we want in our lives within reason. It's the first step. Get that body under control. 
Maintaining good health is about more than just scientific stepladder style tactics. Of course you use those. You eat right, you exercise, blah, blah, blah. But you have to put some spirit in there too. Boost it with some mental abilities. Make mind, body, and soul work together. We're capable of functioning at, at such higher rates and doing much more than just 50%. Everybody following along the mainstream, they're running at 50%. You can go higher. You can have a good life if you're functioning at 50%. You know, by, by 50%, I mean just going along with the regular stuff you're taught in grade school, eat according to the pyramid, exercise, graduate from school, get a job, make money, have a family. Getting stuck in that normalness, that circle that keeps turning around and around, getting stuck in the process of life. But imagine where you can go and what you could do just by learning to use those extra parts of you, your spirit and your mental expansion. Get your spirit in there too. Make them work together. More to come. I'm just getting started. Stick with me. And I, as this, I guess, sort of witchy series unfolds, <laughs> I'll be going into other elements and using those other elements, water and air. And eventually manifesting things outside your own internal world. This goes way too deep for one podcast. The things you can do. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so have a good weekend and come back next week for more craziness. And it's okay if it all sounds crazy. I've done it and it's worked and I'm happier due to it. Just take care of yourself. Take care of the ones you love. And I'll be here again going deeper into using the elements to do cool stuff. This has been Natural and Wild with Christine Grayson. I'd like to thank the primary supporters of this show, my patrons and my friends, Chris Nolan, Arnold Bloom, William Bishop, Yvonne Raglan, Robin Umber, Bruce Presson, and Sheila McGregor. I'd like to thank everybody who donated to the virtual tip jar. Thank you everyone who has gone out of their way to give me a birthday present this month. I am so grateful. It feels so good. I am in such a good mood, guys. <laughs> Thank you. I wish everybody well. Have a great weekend and light up that fire. <laughs>